walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah, back. What's up, everybody? Welcome once again to the Apron Bump Podcast. I am your host, Kyle, aka the hardest part of the ring. You saw the title of this podcast. You clicked on it. You saw WrestleMania 11. You said, hey, I need to listen to this review. And I know what you said to yourself. You're like, man, WrestleMania 11. What a fantastic WrestleMania. I mean, the pageantry, the spectacle, just the in-ring magic is the only way I can really describe it. The visually perfect, audioly perfect, the build was tremendous, the, at- the atmosphere, I mean, when you think of the grandest stage of them all. When you think of what WrestleMania is, right? And I know all of you share this opinion. I know we all, when we think of that spectacle, that magic, we all think of Hartford, Connecticut. We all think of the Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. And you know, a typical show, you might think, hey, We're looking at this ring. It's probably got four ring skirts, but not this show. They said, you know what? I think we only need three WrestleMania ring skirts because four, it just adds to the unpredictability of it, right? Visually, it's unpredictable. But hey, from an audio standpoint, you only hear some of the promos from from the show. Sometimes, you know, you go backstage to Nick Taturo and the audio is just like, you know what? I don't think you need to hear this right now. Sometimes one, two, three kids cutting a promo and it's like, because sometimes you only need some of it, you know? Uh, But yes, WrestleMania 11, uh, just a a tremendous. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. What a fucking what 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 how how do you describe this? This is how I'll describe the show, right? So as many of you may know, I have two cats and uh, occasionally I'll be walking uh, barefoot in my apartment. I'll uh, I'll, you know, open the door to go to the bathroom. I'll take a step in and I'll step in wet cat shit. Right. 
some of you might know what I'm talking about. The feeling you get when you when you are barefoot or even like wearing socks, maybe that's even worse. And you take a step and you just hear a and you know what it is. You know immediately what it is, but you don't want to admit it. But then you look at it and you're like, man, there is some cat shit on my foot. Lots of emotions going through your mind like, fuck, I got to clean this up. I got to clean myself up. I got to I got to shit. But now now I got to put that on the back burner so I can clean this cat shit. And then once you clean it up, you're like, man, now I got to shit with this shit residue in the back. All of that emotion is what what I felt watching WrestleMania 11. Just what a, what a, what a, oh, man. I, there's not a word. I'm struggling to find the word for this show. It was just, it was, it was not very good. I'm going to say that. It was, it was, you know, no stars. I'm, I'm not even going to give this show stars. Doesn't deserve a star. We cover it all in the episode, so I'm not going to drone on about, like, why this show was so bad. But, yeah, easily the worst WrestleMania of all time. Easily easily it's headlined by bam bam bigelow and lawrence taylor that tells you if you don't know who lawrence taylor is he was a former uh, american football player hand egg as some of you may know it it was a big deal back in 1995 in america right but that's what it is it's for the plub 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 publicity of it it wasn't for the match the matches were secondary on this show this show existed for the pictures of Lawrence Taylor and Bam Bam Bigelow facing off. That's why this show existed. It was like not even two and a half hours. You had some bullshit wrestling in the beginning, but now we're at Lawrence and Bam Bam. That's what this show was here. Man, wrestling is in such a bad place, dude, because if you're first of all, like if you're watching or if you're listening to me from week to week, you know that I cover this era the wars of the 90s. I cover each show of WWF, WCW, and ECW. I cover each pay-per-view, each major event in chronological order, going back and forth between all the companies. ApronBump.com. Go to the episodes tab. Select Wrestling Wars of the 90s to pull up all of my episodes. <laughs> but if you've been listening to me, you know, you know where WCW is, right? The fact is, right? Talked about why this show existed, WrestleMania 11, for that picture of Bam Bam and LT. WCW is doing the same shit. They, they had a main event just so you could have Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, Macho Man, and Renegade all in the same ring together. You want that picture. They even say it on commentary. Oh, this is going to be a quite the image in the newspapers tomorrow. That's what, that's what wrestling exists for in 1995. That's why the, the, the product is so shitty is because the wrestling, the buildup, the storylines, the promos, the, the, the ordering of ring skirts, that's all secondary. It's because we just want this bullshit publicity. And that's why it sucks in 1995. ECW is easily the best right now. I mean, they're still they're they're working out some of the kinks, but they got some good goddamn wrestling in ECW, and it's only going to continue 
you know, ECW is going to keep getting this momentum and then WWF and WCW are going to take those hardcore elements, those realism elements, and then kind of inject it into their products. And then you have, you know, 97, 98, which all three companies are fucking running on, on all cylinders. But point is wrestling sucks in 1995. Wrestling really sucks in the spring of 1995. But God damn it, doesn't make for a fun podcast <laughs> and no better guest then Dave from the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, one of my favorite guests to have on here. I've had him on a few times, um, had him on for Unforgiven 2001 and also had him for Progress Chapter 11, Ch- Chapter 11, now WrestleMania 11. Isn't that fun how things work out sometimes? <laughs> uh, I'll, go, I'll go fuck myself. But yes, Dave, awesome dude. Love his podcast as his uh as the title states, him and his co-host, uh, Big Sexy Michael, they cover the uh, the Ruthless Aggression era. They do a deep dive on it. They cover the Rawls, the Smackdowns, the pay-per-views, and even some of the, the heats and velocities, which I've been on a few of those recent episodes on uh, covering heat and velocity, which is a good old time. So go check that out and go check out all of his episodes, uh, all the info in the in the description just search for Ruthless Aggression Era Podcast. Uh, he's on SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. At uh, RA Era Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Like I said, all that in, in the description. But man, let's get right into it, man. We This, this is a silly one, folks. But uh, God damn it, it's a good time. WrestleMania 11. The worst WrestleMania ever. With myself and Dave from the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. Oh, man. Holy smokes. So you. Holy smokes. This is like your your time period, right? When you were. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, we, like we've spoken a couple of times now on, on your shtick. And we, when we did, we've done like Attitude Era stuff where mm-hmm. that's yeah, it's quite my jam. Like teenage years. We've done progress, which is completely not my fucking scale. It I've dabbled, but it's certainly not my comfort zone. No, <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, this is where it is. <laughs> I figure I'll just this let you go. I'll, I'll walk away. You just do it. I'm gonna... <laughs> the, the, well, to be fair, there's like seven matches. There isn't much to fucking do or talk about. It was the night of audio issues. It was the night of WrestleMania 10's main event scattered across the mid card. Oh, it was, dude. I, I'm gonna tell it's you. Got this. To go down it's got to go down as the worst ever like a lot of people shit on wrestlemania 9 but wrestlemania 11 has got to go down as the worst ever just from a production standpoint from the point that they couldn't even get four wrestlemania fucking banners right ring <laughs> i saw that man and just oh. everything from audio from like the opening video package it was all focused on celebrities 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 and what celebrities Jonathan fucking Taylor Thomas and Pam Anderson and Jenny McCarthy. Uh, home improvement, man. Yeah. You're looking kind of down, oh, Tim. Right? Right? Like, the thing is, though, any everybody watched Home Improvement for Tim Allen. Nobody watched Home Improvement for Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> hey, right? he was, he, he was, and I'm not even a yank. He was, he, he, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas, he went on to do stuff after, right? I'm not bothered. I'm not afterwards, it's afterwards. We're on about, nah, WrestleMania 11. The, the showcase of the immortals, the showcase of the shittiest celebrities ever, and a very uninterested Pamela Anderson. <laughs> she, dude, we will get into So here's the thing, right? 
So WrestleMania 11, I've never seen this show before. And I'm watching the show, wow. and I'm looking at my notes. I have so few notes because nothing <laughs> fucking happened. But regardless, I'm confident we could have a 10-hour podcast on just the bullshit that happened <laughs> on this show. Like, the match, the, the matches were completely oh. secondary to everything that happened. Celebrities. Like, that was it. We had celebrities. Audio issues. Like, the audio issues were the best. Well, Dude. like we had like Todd Pettingill and, and the backstage guys, they were trying their best. Uh huh. But the audio shows were the were the best. Where <laughs> tell them, Todd. <laughs> Back to you, Vince. And it's like, oh god. Oh, and even when the audio did work, at times I was like, I oh, mean, I wish it wasn't working. I wish I wish we could not hear one, two, three, kid cutting this promo right now. God, but like, dude, just the time that we're in, right? Because. Oh. In my podcast, oh, it's also, a weird, it's a weird fucking time in wrestling. Because I just covered a WCW show that was, I think, a month before this, and it's kind of wrestling is just in this mindset of like, what can we do to have a picture in the newspaper tomorrow? Like WCW had it closed the show with Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, uh, fucking uh, Renegade, Legends, and someone else, Jimmy Hart, and Jimmy Hart. So it's like, but, you know, if you look at it in the newspaper, you haven't watched in a while. Legends. Oh, Ultimate Warriors here. And it's all these, you know, WWF guys. Now they're WC- WCW. What's that? So I feel like WWF is is like trying to like compete at that same vein, which like, look how big we are. Look at all the stuff. Jonathan Taylor Thomas is here. You he, he wouldn't just be in any Jamoke well, wrestling company. That's that's the thing, especially with like WrestleMania at this time, where a lot of, a lot of fans kind of fail to remember is WrestleMania at this time wasn't the WrestleMania that people know today. No, like it kind of it kind of was when it first started, maybe like up to six, mm-hmm. like with with Hogan Warrior. Then after that, you kind of seven, eight were eh, right. nine was was Caesar's Palace, baby. Nine right. was nine. It was, yeah. T- ten, was t- 10 was obviously the anniversary. 10 was the, it should have been the crowning of Brett as the next best thing and all this sort of stuff. Obviously, you go on, like I said, you go on a year later, WrestleMania 11, you, your main event from the, the new era, the new generation of wrestling, Yokozuna's tagging with Owen in the, in the, in the tags for the tag belts, right? Lex Luger is, we'll get to him in a very fucking short uh-huh. while. And Brett's and Brett's in his IQ fucking whatever match with uh, I quit match with Bob Backlund, mm-hmm. like and that was your main event twelve months ago. Yeah, it was just a and, shitty and version like, of that match too. But like, let's if I may, let's go to the opening contest. Please, right? please, do. Lex Luger, Lex fucking Luger. So well, what we're gonna try and do is we're gonna try and create the next Hulk Hogan, but we're not quite sure how to do it or who we're gonna use. And then imagine in twenty twenty one a fifteen minute. Uh, segment from a Royal Rumble, not just any pay-per-view, a Royal Rumble pay-per-view is dedicated to the debut of a brand new wrestler and he ain't fucking wrestling. All he's doing is standing there with mirrors going, mm, mm, yeah. mm, with Bobby Heenan going, oh, you're amazing. Look at the biceps, look at the pecs. Right, that was the narcissist. And yeah, he had a relatively decent-ish debut at WrestleMania 9, pay-per-view debut at Mania 9 with Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It was all right. But then it kind of petered off and then what do we do? We're on a ship. We've got Yokozuna <laughs> and we want some motherfucker to body slam him. We've got the Steiners, the big brutish Steiners. Mm-hmm. We've got NFL players. We've got fucking army vets or whatever. No fucker can slam Yokozuna. What happens? I'll be your hero. Helicopter. Helicopter. Comes down. 
Big Lex slams the fuck out of him. USA. Hey. He's, he's the new he's the new Hulk Hogan. The, the, the Intrepid, right? That was the ship it was on. Yeah, but yeah, but then yeah, the Intrepid, no, USS good Intrepid. Shit. I, I hope you're not I hope you're not shitted on that because <laughs> that that was peak Lex Luger. No, no, okay. no, no, I was All a right. Lex fan. No, I'm okay. down, no. This is, this is positive, right? All right. This is yeah. positive. So, right, so we're there, right? So then what do we do? We have the Lex Express, which is a bus that travels all the way around America. It's red, white, and blue fucking propaganda yeah, all over. it's good. We are pushing Lex hard. So we get to SummerSlam 93. It's Yoko, the evil foreign champion, versus Lex, the Lex Express. The new... What do we do? We have him fucking lose. <laughs> oh, sorry. Win by count out. Uh-huh. Uh, well, hey, at least Lex they made up for done. it. At least they made up for it at WrestleMania yeah, 10, right? Done. Yeah, well, that's it. They try it. So they try it again. So we try it once more. We get to Royal Rumble 94. Yeah. Brett's still the man. Vince still knows that Brett in this era is going to be the man. Right? So how can we have Brett not lose, but then we want Lex to still be, hmm, organ Just 2. have them both win. I know what. We'll have them both win. <laughs> right? And then Vince knew. Vince pulled his little one like he did in the Rumble 05 with Cena and Batista. Um, he did his thing where I'll know what I'm going to see what the fans think. Mm-hmm. Who do you think won? Did he win? Yeah. Did he win? Yay! Yeah, Lugie, you're fucked. <laughs> and then we roll on. It goes to it goes to WrestleMania. We know what happens. He doesn't beat Yoko, mm-hmm. thanks to Perfect. And then it just goes like that to the point where we're now in the Allied Powers with the British Bulldog, the r- big roidy bastards going up against the Blue Brothers, the Harris Brothers, hey. or was it? The network in WCW. Nothing says the grandest stage of them all like the Blue Brothers. (laughs) Fucking twin magic. These these were the Bellas before the Bellas were the Bellas. Oh, dude, these guys. For anybody listening that doesn't know who these guys are, picture Cameron Grimes, but make him a foot taller and zap his charisma, and that's who you got in in the Blues Brothers. (laughs) Like, and stick him in a potato sack. Yeah, yeah, and throw uh, Zeb Coulter <laughs> out there with him. It's ridiculous. Uh, hey, Uncle Zeb was the star of the show. Uh-huh. If we if we just skip ahead to the end of the match, when Uncle Zeb was like, no, no, it's not a victory. It was a switch. He pinned the wrong man. So, Uncle Zeb, you're admitting right, to the world that your dirty heels mm-hmm. have done some switcheroo stuff, yeah? So, if anything, it's a DQ loss. It would have fit in with the rest of the car. Just have a DQ. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares, right? God, dude, but... It was an awful match. It, it was, was not awful, awful for a WrestleMania opening card. It was an awful match. Like there was the, that one point that really made me chuckle. Where um, they were both. The, I don't know fucking which blue it was. They were working over Bulldog and they were keeping away from Lex. One of them hit a slam on Bulldog and Vince went, "What a match!" And I'm like, Vince, you lying bastard. <laughs> no matter how loud you yell, we're not going to enjoy it. <laughs> like literally, I'm looking. I was like, I have my notes here, right, and I have my bullets. And I have a bullet that says the blues are shit. And then the one below it is just the finish. <laughs> That's all I have for this match because nothing happened. I will say, though, because we're going to shit a lot on a lot about this show. But the Allied Powers, their theme song kind of bumps, if I do say myself. Oh, mate, mate. Do you know, if I if I take my mind back, when, when I rewatched this, I tried to take my mind back for when I was like, so what we're talking, 90, we're in 95, so I'm like yep. 10 years old. Not, I'm nine years old, not even 10 yet. I fucking love the Allied Powers. And what an idea. Do you know yep. what I mean? It works. You've got America, especially how Lex is dressed, very much American propaganda. Bulldog is UK propaganda. The colours, the red, white, and blue, they merge so well. They're both big roidy bastards. They both can't wrestle. The Ico best. Pro. 
Icopro, not roids. It's Icopro. Okay? Sorry, sorry. Or, or as, we, as they like to refer to it in 2004, the Simon system. Oh, yeah. Lots of cheese. Oh, wait, no, it's not cheeseburgers. That's what he made. Simon, Simon, Simon's white powder. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. We know, Simon. We know. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that Simon <laughs> Dean. We know. Simon Dean feuded with the current WWE champion. Isn't that just a, a weird how time oh, works itself we, we, out? Um, over on, over on the ruthless stuff, we're going through the Simon system at the minute, and it's um, the next set of like Raw and Smackdowns, which will be after Armageddon 04. And uh-huh. uh, you've got Simon Dean like doing his shit in the same episode that Muhammad Hassan makes his debut. <laughs> I just feel like all them sort of show. I just feel like it doesn't. Yeah, something's lots of lots um, of misses. Drugs, drugs and terrorism. That's what <laughs> for. Have you gotten to the cheeseburger match with Lashley? Yet, or is that later? Not, not, no, that's there. Ooh. That's way, that's like in like modern time, in like actually like real lifetime, that's about three years. Oh, well, <laughs> it takes it takes us a long time to get through it. There's oh, so I know. much Believe shit me. to get through. It takes so long to get through it. Believe me, I and if, understand. And if like all rumors are going to be believed, it's going to take a lot harder because like Peacock's on its way into the English. Oh, channels. hey, have fun with that. Mm. They finally got all the Raws yes. and Smackdowns up there, though, so you'll be. Mostly fun. Oh, so have we got all oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's all I need. At least at least what that's I'm watching, I they got. I think we're pretty much they pretty much got it all. But uh, well, if they, if they can't, they'll get a strongly worded email. Uh, if they fuck <laughs> up with my shit. <laughs> when they hear the British accent behind it, I think that's when they'll step it into high gear. They'll, they'll, that's when they'll take it's it. It's not seriously. just British, mate. It's a Yorkshire accent. It's a whole mm. different level of fucking accent. <laughs> <laughs> got a rich Holland yelling at you. Anyway, what a shit opening match. Tech, move us on, Kyle, because this is bullshit. <laughs> no, we're going to talk for at least 30 minutes about this opening match, I think. So we start out with Not the head- what, like, <laughs> Yeah, a, su- a sunset flip got the victory on a Bella Twin Magic fucking special. Yeah. This is after, you know, Lex Luger and his deadly steel plate forearm hits one of the blues. No, that's it. And that's what, what a gimmick. It's a great gimmick. What a gimmick. Can't do anything else. What a gimmick. Yeah, have given something. Then, yeah. No scar though. No scar. No Absolutely scar. no fucking scar whatsoever. Well, you know, it's all that big, big oil. steel plate. Big steel plate inserted, but not one little fucking element of a scar. Well, that's what happens when he's made of steel, right? Huh? Huh? Narcissist? Lex that's Express? Right. I prefer the DiBiase Posse myself. Do you remember that? <laughs> it was uh, Ted, Di- the, the, the kid. DiBiase Jr. He had a little thing where he had the the DiBiase Posse. Oh, no, no, no. He would oh, like no. tailgate with all the fans out front because, you know. He was over, so everybody wanted to party with him. But was that before or after he got Virgil? Mm, man, I think it was after. I think it was after. Because I remember, I remember when they tried and they thought, "Oh, DiBiase." I was like Vince woke up one day and looked at the list of wrestlers he had and saw, "Oh, I've got a DiBiase. Where's that belt? Where's Virgil? <laughs> Let's go again. Let's do it again. Copy like, paste." Like Vince, like Vince woke up in 1984 <laughs> <laughs> and then looked at Virgil and thought. Hey, Virgil, nah. Virgil's that get out of jail free card. You throw him in there whenever and people will love it, I uh, think. Yeah. Virgil, I can guarantee you somewhere right now. What time is it where you are? Like 5 p.m. or something Four, like that? 4.30. 4.30. I can guarantee Virgil is somewhere, some, somehow, somewhere with a pasting table, with a few <laughs> sa- fucking 2 by 10s flogging him right now for a tenner. 50, yeah. 100%. At least, at least. God bless you, Virgil. <laughs> but uh, AEW needs to sign him. I, I, Simple. I, it's not him not being eager. He would sign with them in a second. I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm surprised. I feel like him. I want to sign Virgil. 
You, you just what? to give him some money. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah, have the money. He'll, he'll. He could just have him walking around. He's just me, Butler. Just sitting, just just sitting in the just background as you're recording, just holding a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Move it, microphone when it needs to be yeah. moved. And hey. you see Virgil's hand come in. <laughs> Pad my head. Oh. Cheers, Virgil. <laughs> but um, man. But um, yeah. That opening match. It happened. Yeah, the, the Allied Powers win. Bing, bang, boom. And both teams kind of just vaporize within a matter of... Yeah, nothing. Well, well, within like the spirit, what we on 95, so within the space of like 18 months, mm-hmm. the Blue Brothers are now the uh, eight ball and skull and eight ball in the Disciples yep. of Apocalypse. Yep, the late 90s. Yeah, and then that doesn't work. Then they go to WCW's, the Harris brothers, and like I said, then like the network with Vince Russo and Ugh. fucking whatever they are. Or, and it, it never really, like, like am I, am I right when I'm saying that like, they're cousins of The Undertaker? Are, I know they're f- I close. I feel like they are. They might be. I, hey. feel like, I feel like there's some family related, and I feel like because of that, that's why they've always stuck around. Right. And because they're twins, and they're both seven foot tall and bald. But that's where it kind of ends. They're not great. Balls. They're really not. They showed up in TNA for a bit. Do you remember that at all? I feel like I they do. were. Uh, oh my god, what were their names? They were DOA. Like they were the same. They were shit. Group. They had. They were shit. They had the no same matter where names. they turn up, they're shit. They really are. They and they're going up against two fucking. Which, if you look at Lex Luger, was a main eventer twelve months ago. A mm-hmm. main eventer and Bulldog. SummerSlam 92 is not that long ago. He was a star of the show there and he's had uh, main event matches with like Brett and Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. and uh, players like that. He's going up against them two and that's supposed to be an opening contest of a WrestleMania. And then you have uh, Tatanka gets involved. You have the million dollar thing. You have Tatanka turning oh. heel and then Lex Luger's all upset. And then at that point, it's like... Fuck this guy. Well, we all we all believed we all believed that Lex Luger was gonna join the million dollar corporation. I did. I'm not gonna lie. No one expected Tatanka to turn. No one did. It was, hey, it was a great swerve. I watched. Tatanka was the hero. Tatanka was the hero, man. Yeah. And, he was uh, like he had his undefeated streak and all that jazz, and to everyone like everyone like oh yeah 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 everyone was in with Tatanka. Wait, what was the chant again? I, I, you heard it. You heard it. You heard it. <laughs> But Tatanka again, he's we're gonna see him later. He's just one of twelve guys out there, one of the henchmen. Guy, the main event. No, oh, but we can't lumberjack match, but we're not gonna call it one. We can't blow our loads yet. We gotta talk about Nick Taturo first. You big you big NYPD blue fan? I can't say I'm not. I can't. I can't. I think he was in the longest yard, the most recent one, or somebody that looks similar to him. But that's all I know him from. Doesn't there was there were no celebrities apart from Pamela Anderson because of Pamela Anderson. Um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> which was the, and obviously Jenny Mc, Jenny McCarthy because Jenny McCarthy. Right. Um, like they're the, and like I said because Taylor Thomas because I knew I never really watched much of his shit but i knew of him right. apart from that every other celebrity in this i was like Meh. well we got backstage here so nick taturo is looking for pam anderson because nobody can find her that's the big that's the big thread running throughout the show is where is yeah, pam but they've anderson got audio, they've got audio problems so even if you found her it don't matter because you can't hear a fucking thing that's going on I, i'm a, it's hilarious because there's audio issues right like you said so you can't hear nick taturo saying anything 
And Vince McMahon's nervous laugh is my favorite thing that happened on this shit. <laughs> well, we'll get back to you later. And then they just cut to the crowd. <laughs> they're just panning at It's like when Owen Hart fell and they just pan to the crowd. Like they don't know what to do. So they just uh, move on to the next match. It is, it's, them, it's them little moments where every now and again, especially through any like sort of Vince McMahon commentary, where you realize that, oh, yeah, you're the guy in charge of all this. Yeah. <laughs> so every now and again, where it doesn't go wrong, it's like, He's just veins hey. popping out of his head. It's oh, okay. Okay. Well, that's fine. Next match. It's like, like it's one of the it's one of the things now that you imagine the shit that's going through his mind goes through like Michael Cole's mind or Corey Graves or anyone when they fuck up. Yeah. It's like you imagine how fucking much it happens. You'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Sound, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but God damn, we, we only have three ring skirts, and now we can't. We don't have any audio issue. Oh, come on. Oh, mate, the ring skirts. I don't get that. I, th- I really don't. I just ordered it's three instead of four. Like, like, like I was saying earlier about our WrestleMania is not as big as it is now. Yeah. Like in this year, in, two, in 1995, um, Survivor Series, the buy rates, they out, it outsold WrestleMania. I believe it. Yeah. It's, so, it's, um, you know, yeah, so it wasn't big. Where, But you're having not big and not giving a fuck. And I feel like only bringing three ring skirts mm-hmm. is not giving a fuck. Because they had, you know, it's WrestleMania. WrestleMania 10 was a big deal last but year. But Jonathan Taylor Thomas is here. They had WrestleMania 9 the year before, which was it was a bad WrestleMania, but it was a big spectacle, right? You know, the outdoor, it was, it was crazy. Huh? What's up? Yeah, I heard you. It wasn't a bad WrestleMania. Okay. It was just, it was just, it was sort of like, you big giant Gonzalez fan? Is that is that what's happening here? No, I'm a big WrestleMania Nine fan. Okay. <laughs> in general, I am WrestleMania Nine's biggest fan. I think the the spectacle. I feel like you had to be eight to nine years old. That's fair. You had to be. Yeah. If you were that, if you were me, then WrestleMania Nine was just. I just feel like it was. Yeah. It's just people don't understand. People don't get WrestleMania. Nine. They see it as comedy and goofy. And that's exactly what it was. Right. That yeah. was the time. It was amazing. So retract bad hey. use any other word and carry on what you were saying Kyle okay. I apologize Wrestlemania 89 was shit <laughs> and then you have Wrestlemania 10 was yep. <laughs> but there were like these crazy like spectacles right and now you have Wrestlemania 11 in Hartford Connecticut in these yes, civic, the civic center <laughs> like it's like nobody gives a fuck about like yeah. what's going on and that's uh, it we've gone from Caesars Palace to Madison Square Garden to the Hartford Civic Center. Yeah. <laughs> and no, but speaking about not giving a fuck, we got Jeff Jarrett in this next match. Oh. The Intercontinental title is on the line. Double J is the champion here, believe it or not. Uh, yes. With the roadie, old road dog, BG James <laughs> the out there The real with Double J. Yeah. <laughs> the real Double J. Facing off against Razor Ramon, along with 1-2-3-Kid. So, <laughs> so... Double J makes his entrance, right? <laughs> then they cut backstage to a one, two, three kid promo because he's with Razor. More audio issues. So it's like cutting in and out. But you can tell, you can kind of tell what kid is saying here. You can see how the nervousness on his face. It's a bad promo. It's probably good that we didn't hear most of it. Um, the match is fine. I mean, it is. they had a match at Royal Rumble 95, which is pretty good. This match here was kind of like a shitty version. Sh- you yellow belly coward! Oh man, that's the answer. Right. Like, like I, I always remember watching Rumble '95, and like, I don't know. Like for me, the Rumble '95 is another one that is shit on by a lot of people, and yeah. I quite enjoy it. 
but I think again because it's that time how old I was and stuff like that and it was very glamorous mm-hmm. like Royal Rumble 95 very, had a very different feel to any Royal Rumble that I'd seen yeah. probably ever before ever before and I think like the 60 second feel of the actual Rumble match a lot of people shit on it some people like it mm-hmm. I'm a bit indifferent um, but yeah but the like you got Razor coming out in the yellow trunks at the Royal Rumble where it was a darn that was like we've not seen Razor come out Every, the, whole thing, the, the presentation was like a mania presentation mm-hmm. how it should be where it's different and then you just know some dodge were going to go down. And obviously he lost the title because he's a yellow belly coward. And right. he had a bad knee injury and he's like, Chico, Chico, fuck you. <laughs> and he comes back in, lo- loses the title. And we're here now. But it, obviously since then, he's now got support of the kid. Um, to even the odds, like right? Said, his, pro- his promo abilities aren't great. Um, but for me, this, this entire feud, like it doesn't, it, it doesn't really, there's no standout moments or standout mm-hmm. matches well not even moments within the matches from the rumble the mania the in your houses that carry on like we go to, i think a bit later on we get ramon and the one two three kid versus jarrett and the roadie i think at the next in your house or something like that right and there's no standout moments it's the click mm-hmm. and it's jarrett because his dad's on booking committee <laughs> well i'll tell you what stood out in this match to me so both the baby faces storm out there and like before the bell rings then the bell rings and they're already like in there. They're in the ring. And then Razor, Razor's pyro goes off because they're like, God damn, pal. I paid for all this pyro. I don't care if the, the match already started. You have the big R. The but then you know, the match happens. It's fine. Um, nothing really, like you said, nothing really stood out to me. Uh, and then the finish, it's a DQ. Uh, Razor goes for the Razor's Edge. And then uh, Rhodey gets in there and chop blocks him, and then it's a disqualification, and then and that that's it. <sighs> WrestleMania. That's it. So it's, Wrestle- <laughs> it's WrestleMania. You have your IC champion, your secondary belt within your big fucking corporation. It ends in a DQ finishing your champion retains his yeah. title at Mania. Like this straight away tells you, well, this feud is only just begun. Where Mania shouldn't be like that, but like the. They've kind of started this feud before the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jarrett's returned. Like, you had Jarrett, it, it, sort of like, 94, he was there. Like, King of the Ring 94, he was there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they, they had, like, the big Jarrett oomph. He got kicked by Chuck Norris the, at uh, yeah, Survivor yeah, Series. It, it, yeah, it, it helped uh, it helped kill The Undertaker at the Rumble in 94. He did. He was um, there. But he wasn't really the Jeff Jarrett there. I think the road he helped Jarrett because like a manager always helps a shitty mid mid carder. Yeah. And <laughs> with Jeff Jarrett for all his Jews, he was shit at mid card. He was shit at fucking main event level. He was only there because Vince Russell was his pal, and he was only world champion for as many times years because he booked him for mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, believe me, I'm watching TNA, and believe me, I'm with. Don't you. get me wrong, I'm he's a decent you. wrestler. He's steady mid card. That's fine. That's it. Jarrett's mind, I'm fucking Triple H. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, slap nut stuff was fine, but uh, even if some of his TNA you know, stuff the was thing good. Is, though, but... I never got that. I was I was just on the cusp of like, if I would have been a year later or maybe a year and a half later, I would have got the slap nuts and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. As, a, as that age I was watching WCW then, I just thought it was something Jarrett said. Yeah. Didn't realize it meant having a wank. Yeah, uh, you know. You gotta do what you gotta do. That's when I started watching Jeff Jarrett. I had never I never knew this fucking the stripper with the tassels, like whatever he's wearing, this 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 Chippendales outfit that he's wearing. I didn't know this was a thing until recently. And it's uh man, it's been a culture shock, let me tell you. But uh yeah, like you said, man, the the rumble match was presented more like a WrestleMania match than this one. So if they literally would just would have switched them 
it would have been fine yeah. because uh, like they had yeah, the whole, absolutely yeah but uh yeah that r- the rumble just had that different feel than like i said than a lot of any any other rumbles had before where this mania it was just a was, yeah, yeah you had your, your shitty farty new gen fucking pyro that come down from the rafters and went Meh, mm. and then fucked up again but it wasn't it definitely wasn't a mania yeah. but like but this match like at the end what what baffled me is that kid's the one that's getting the heat back like ramon's getting the yeah. heat back kid comes in he, go, he goes to town on jarrett town on uh roadie and like him and razor they get the heat back the refs break it up like the crowd was so much more into the post-match attack and all that shit yeah and they were the entire match where it, kid kid was going in this, he was like two matches in a row it's not a mania feel it doesn't give you that mania buzz yeah because kid he was like man this is this is the only thing i'm doing on this show i'm going all out with these these karate kicks in there and like you said, the crowd was into it, and then then Double J just puts him in the figure four after the match, and then he kind of just saunter out, and Jared's like, "I'm the champion now, Kentucky or Tennessee or wherever the fuck he's from," and then uh, that's it. So they cut backstage, which is hilarious. Ah, oh, Nick Taruto's back again with his microphone because they do it exactly like they did. They tried to do previously, so everybody's like in the background the exact same way. Like IRS is back there, or some shit, and you know Nick's like, "Ah, oh, well." <laughs> Looking for uh, Pam Anderson. And, uh, oh, it's Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> or whatever he sounds like, you know, because Jenny McCarthy, I guess. That, exactly like that. Exactly like that. <laughs> so Nailed that. Jenny McCarthy is the uh, stand-in for Pam Anderson, I guess. And uh, Vince, once again, with this fake laugh. <laughs> that's not Pam Anderson. <laughs> yep, and that's, that's what happened there. The good thing they tried that twice. They were like, no, we can't just scrap it. We need to have this I content like on Vince's our show. line as well. I love Vince's line at the end where he's like, um, oh, we're having all kinds of fun tonight. Nervous laughter, nervous Who? laughter, nervous laughter. Who's having fun tonight, Vince? <laughs> <laughs> Not fucking us, Vince. <laughs> maybe it's uh, maybe it's this um, Major League Baseball referee that's the special guest referee in this next <laughs> match for some fucking reason. Why? Because it's, it's all about celebrities this evening. The wrestlers do not fucking matter. And yeah, it's nothing all says, about the celebs. Nothing says celebrity like an American League baseball umpire because everybody just knows. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a big deal. Larry Young. Anybody listening? Anybody know Larry Young? Yeah, Disney. his poster's there. I've got his poster there. Oh, Can I see. see it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, can you see it? He's shirtless, yeah, right? right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like John Cena. Can't see him. Oh, that's right, because it's above your bed. That's why I can't see him. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> But, oh, fuck. This match made me so mad. <sighs> King Kong Bundy versus The Undertaker. <laughs> fuck this. Look, here, I'm going to tell you about this storyline, right? And what this is like. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm ready for this. Because then, then I'll tell I'll tell you about the Yeah, because you, you know. Go. You could probably go add to it. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go but ahead. this is just a first-time viewer talking, right? So, <laughs> Ted DiBiase repossesses the urn of The Undertaker at Royal Rumble, I, th- I believe, right? And yep. this whole thing where that's where Undertaker gets all his powers. Undertaker is worthless without this urn. And Ted DiBiase has it. You can't get it from me, Undertaker. And what does Undertaker do? He just walks outside, punches Ted DiBiase, and grabs it. I got it now. You know, three months of build. I could have just done that before. It's fine. But, no, we're not done with that. Because the fucking Godfather comes out. That just takes the urn back from Paul Bearer. Says he's gonna melt it down into a necklace or whatever the fuck. Comma the the supreme fighting machine. He's gonna he's gonna melt it down, make it into a necklace. So he Godfather has the urn. So Undertaker doesn't have it. 
But Undertaker still wins the match. So I guess he doesn't he doesn't need the urn. So what, why does it matter that that comma has it? So we have all this build. Oh, he has the urn. Undertaker lost the urn. He's that's where all his power is. I, nope, he still has them because he, he just beat King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania. So I guess it's fine. So the the, the, the match, nothing fucking happens in this match. You have you have you have King Kong Bundy. Oh, no. Just, you know, oh, no. slowly, slowly splashing. King Kong Bundy doesn't give a fuck in 1995. He's just holding them. He has them in a sleeper for a while. And then Taker body slams him. Gives him a, a clothesline. Not even a tombstone or a choke slam. Just clotheslines him for the win. Uh, yeah. What else you got? So I guess you didn't enjoy that much then, no? Fuck this match, dude. It was, I, I, I think the thing is, with, with the corporation in general... Right, it has got to be up there with the shittest eel stable in the history of professional wrestling. Oh, like man. they never win. They it doesn't matter who they wrestle. It doesn't matter if they wrestle fucking one, two, three kid and hardcore Ollie for tag belts at Rumble. And your two best boys in Bam Bam and Tatanka. Mm-hmm. They don't win. They never win. And then what? What the corporation do? They bring back people like King Kong Bundy. It was at fucking WrestleMania two or three mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Yeah. And then they also bring, they bring back Nikolai Volkov, and they get him in charge involved in the corporation. The corporation fucking stunk. <laughs> this storyline stunk. Nikolai um, Volkov. Everything you said about like it's all about John. The, the the most irritable thing in this match was where under as you said Undertaker he leaves the ring, goes outside, um, and gets the air, and he gives it to Bearer, and Bearer opens it, and it's the light. Now, it's not the light that we saw at, like, SummerSlam with Undertaker versus Undertaker, where they dim the fucking lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did they do at WrestleMania? Oh, we'll keep the lights on and just have this fucking torch beaming out of fucking urn. <laughs> That's good, right? It's, it's powers. Just, this is just this pay-per-view summed up just in that segment. We weren't even trying to dim the lights a little bit. We don't give a fuck. Fuck you, paying customers. <laughs> Oh yeah, they did. Their audio doesn't I'm work. I'm a consult fucking network. <laughs> their, their audio doesn't work. Um, They're probably just like, man, we can't um, risk turning these lights off. I mean, fuck them. <laughs> I bet it's one fucking generator and one plug and some dickheads going. Well, I'm unsure. I'm not. Bothered. I don't know what's gonna go on. It's probably Jonathan Taylor Thomas back there controlling everything. It's probably why everything's <laughs> fucking up. To be honest, could have used Tim the Tool Man to fix it, huh? <laughs> home improvement Every, anybody anybody home improvement <laughs> oh, the, the, uh, I always like the scene where he goes to hit the hammer in the nail and the hammer drives through the fucking <laughs> it's good shit pal it's good shit but good uh shit, yeah this match yeah the storyline is a mess and I think they're still built they're gonna have a comma versus undertaker match what at the first in your house or something I'm assuming it seems like it's gonna continue yes. uh, I can't wait for that I believe, I believe that's how it happens, yes. I believe that's how it happens. It's more Taker's friends just sticking around. I mean, Godfather, well, it's under, worth under, it for Godfather later down the line. I think that's the thing. It is, Undertaker's, it is a lot more Undertaker's friends, but the corporation fucking stinks. And it slowly, as the, as the year comes to a close, the corporation slowly comes to a fucking close as well. Thank God. It's like, hey, let's add more people. Let's add Nikolai Volkov in a T-shirt. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll be over in 1995. I don't think so. I don't think so. But, uh, and then it ends with the ringmaster. Does it? Does he join it? The, the corporation? No, well, after the corporation kind of dies, like Ted DiBiase's last crack at the whip is uh, managing the ringmaster, and then he fucks off to uh, become the fourth member of the NWO. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the ringmaster, I mean, he doesn't do anything. So I think he kind of just fizzles off, right? No. 
I, I um, he wrestled a little bit on Jacked, I think, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> he wrestled against S.A. Rios a few times, and I uh, think that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Him and Brian Christopher had a feud, I think. Oh, at right. Some point I remember that. Too much. Yeah, the team too much. Nothing. Uh, yeah, the nothing uh, ever materialized. Uh, what a shame. What could have been? But, uh, I don't know. I, I heard they were going to go with his name, like Chili McFreeze or something before the ringmaster, <laughs> but they went with the ringmaster instead. <laughs> Man, I kind of like that name. You know, people shit on Chili McFreeze, but I feel like that could have gotten over. Could you imagine? <laughs> could you, like, if you were just, like, that gimmick's dead in it. Dead in the water, like, nobody ever, nobody ever talks about fucking T.L. Hopper, the guy that was the plumber from the new generation. Yeah. That people wouldn't, t- people wouldn't talk about Chili McFreeze. It'd be the same concept. <laughs> no matter who played the character. Yeah, you brought up the plumber. I, I'm just realizing now that Duke the Dumpster Drosy is not on this card. I think that's I think that's what hurt it. If I'm gonna be honest, oh, there's a lot that's Duke. not on this card. Yeah, there, there's there's no Brooklyn Brawler. No, no Doink, no Dink, no Pink, yeah. no Stink. None of them. No. But there is Mongo. We do have Mongo on this card. <laughs> Thankfully, so just me. So there's like a backstage segment here where, because Lawrence Taylor, he has is all pro team with them it's like five or six of other football players and they all cut little mini promos backstage they all cut the same promo they all cut the identical promo yeah to each individual wrestler so you've got some nfl players saying irs motherfucker some nfl players saying so and so motherfucker the same promo i'm gonna tell you but i'm gonna tell you what though these promos as generic as they were, were better than One Two Three Kid. They were better than Diesel's promo later. They were better than Bob. Any all this bullshit Bob Backlund did. Like they, these, this, these they football. Trying. They were yeah, trying. They, they, I, I believe them when they were talking to me. I was like, okay, yeah, fuck IRS. You, you right, you right. Uh, I don't remember any of their names, but um, no, no, I, I know Mongo was there. That, that's all that matters in the end. It should have been Mongo versus Bam Bam. Honestly, when you really think about it. <laughs> but it should have been because at least Mongo tried and you could see he must have been a wrestling fan yeah. for the work that he went on to do in WCW but more importantly the highlight of the show was the chess match between Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, and Bob Backlund I, I am so Bob Backlund who's Pamela Anderson I can't stand Bob Backlund he's so annoying dude he's playing chess with Jonathan Taylor Thomas you know he, the kid beats him whatever in Bob Backlund's like, ah! and then he asks him, he asks him like three trivia questions. Like, oh, what's the capital of Maine or whatever, whatever the fuck he asked him. And then he, he answers them all correctly. And Bob Backlund just pulls his putt out of anger and he yells and he flips the board. He gets out of there. Uh, the interviewer, Nick Tituro, is still looking for Pam Anderson. He's apparently not in this closet that they're playing chess in, which nobody really bothers to ask. Why are these? Why is Bob Backlund playing chess in the dark with this kid? This is a little sketchy to me. But I think it's just Bob Backlund. It's just Bob being Bob. Fuck Bob Backlund. It's exactly in the UK how they used to say, it's only Jimmy Savile. He'll be okay. <laughs> if you uh, don't know that joke, audience, Google Jimmy Savile and it'll make perfect sense. Hey, you had a few um, blokes laugh, I'm sure. But, uh, <laughs> oh. Up next, match of the night. Okay, so I did some research and apparently, I don't know how valid this rumor is. But apparently, Chris Benoit was rumored to be Owen Hart's partner instead of Yokozuna, who Chris Benoit at this point really? is—he's—he's he's one of the biggest stars in ECW at this point. And I guess there's a tie because they both trained in the dungeon 
Owen and Benoit, so there's a tie there. But for whatever reason, it never materialized. I mean, can you imagine what that would have been? I can't say I can't say I've ever come across that room before, but that would have been mega, especially because yeah. it, it was ripping it up as was it tie something kid tiger mask kid or not? Probably wasn't that was it? Something along those uh, lines. Benoit, yeah. that might have been so, Eddie. Something along them lines. I think that was Eddie. Yeah, something along them lines. Oh, yeah. right, okay. But yeah, it was like ripping it up in New Japan and stuff. And yeah, that would have been mega. Like, I always remember back like it wasn't the biggest of builds, but like the build was, oh, I've got a mystery partner. And it was always like, especially for me at that age, you're kind of going through the guys that are on the roster at the time and stuff like that, thinking, well, who could this mystery partner possibly be? And then like, you didn't ever think, no one ever thought it'd be Yokozuna. Like, mm. I'm bringing you, like, I'm back, like, my brother's worst enemy at the last WrestleMania. Yeah. And I'm bringing you back. And I just thought, <laughs> the smoking guns are fucked. <laughs> and how did you know? The smoking guns are the only one, well, one of many few on this uh, pay per view that are letting you know it's WrestleMania. And why is that? Why is that? Because they're not wearing normal jeans. They're wearing like fucking pastel colored oh, jeans. Oh, yeah, that's a good look. WrestleMania. <laughs> pew, pew. Who do you prefer? Who do you prefer? The smoking guns or Billy and Chuck? Smoking guns. <laughs> smoking guns. <laughs> Whoever it is, I smoking guns. I fucking loved Billy and Bart. I loved Billy and Bart. Smoking guns were fucking class. Yeah, they were probably one of the more competent people on the card by far. Uh, other than Owen, I mean, that was my main takeaway from this match. Other than just how big and bloated Yokozuna was, like, do you know the thing is with Yokozuna? It's a, it really is a sad case. It really yeah. is like. This, this was a guy who WWE repeatedly tried. Yokozuna was still on the roster in 1998. Was he still really? Still getting paid in 1998, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, fucking repeated attempts for Vince McMahon and, and the team to try and get him go to rehab, lose some weight. Look, we don't want to lose you. Figuratory, I'm fucking literally. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Yokozuna was adamant that he wanted to beat the world record of being like the fattest fucking wrestler ever. Hey, did he beat it? Well, obviously, that's... That, who's, I don't know. Who's it? Haystacks that's, Calhoun? That's the story I've heard over the years. Yeah. But, yeah, he was a big... There was that tag team back in the... I've read it on some article somewhere, a tag team that were both some two big fucking mammoth people that I don't... But Yoko was, like, getting close, like, uh, the butt end of, like, 96 when he was appearing, he was knocking on, like, 660 fucking pounds or something yeah. like that, which... Easy. That's a big-ass guy. And it's not healthy. And that's the thing. You're carrying all that excess weight around. And not only that, you then want trying to be perform as an athlete, mm -hmm. I suppose. It's only goes one way. And then obviously, sadly, he passed away in 2002. Um, but for me, like Yokozuna was, I remember being a kid, seeing Yokozuna the first time thinking, oh my fucking God. Instantly, I believed he was Japanese. When oh, I later I too. found out it was actually Samoan, I was blown away. What do you mean it's related to Jimmy Snooker? <laughs> but he has the flag behind him. He's Japanese. They but told he's, me. He's, he's got them Japanese eyes. <laughs> Mr. Fuji. <laughs> <laughs> the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, eh, look, if anybody can carry Yokozuna, it's fucking Owen Hart. Like, oh, mate. He, the legend. Because, Absolute legend. He's so good because he has... He's a heel here, right? And he's so good because he'll do all the fancy chain wrestling and all that, like, so ahead of his time. But then he'll finish it out with just a poke in the eye. Like, it's just... Oh, yeah, yeah. He does, little, he does yeah. Brett stuff better than Brett. But mm -hmm. then, like you said, he'll just be a little cunt as well because it's Owen is a little cunt. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody loved Owen because what a little fucker he is. Like, Owen Hart was one of them that you couldn't wait to see him get his comeuppance. But when he avoided it and dodged his comeuppance, you applauded his actions. Yep. Absolutely. 
Like when it when he nicked when he nicked a Slammy Award. Yes. Do you know what I mean? When he <laughs> so went he, like imagine being like at the Oscars and the Oscar for the best actor goes to fucking me. That's how it are. It's brilliant. It's hilarious. Him. R.I.P. Owen. Fucking love him. So good. Love In him. and out of the rings. So good, dude. Uh, but yeah, not a lot to this match. I mean, Yokozuna's blown up as of course he is because he's 700 fucking pounds. He does do, take a few good <laughs> and bumps, And that's only though. his right leg. Yeah. <laughs> but like, there's a part where Bart, it's like the world's biggest hair pull. Bart just grabs Yoko by the hair. <laughs> Yoko's bumping his ass <laughs> off in there, hair. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like, you know, Yoko just puts on like a nerve hold onto Bart for like. Oh, no, that's Yoko was known for that. For his fucking magna nerve hold. That was Yoko. I quite like the belly to belly they did on Billy. I thought yeah. that was that was like the old Yoko that because the thing is when Yoko was a little bit healthier, he could go like even at this time he could still go. Mm-hmm. Like because he had and that burst. Samoan wrestling in his blood, yeah. Yeah. He was just a big fat fuck. Right? It was just it was just the like cardio the, um, that was holding the back. Otherwise he could go with it. Yeah. He'd blow out within seconds. That's the thing, he'd blow out within seconds. And then it'd be one of them that he'd have to wrestle in the corner or he'd wrestle against you mm-hmm. or you'd be running around him. And I think with Billy and Bart, you have got two guys that would happily run. And they did. They bounced off him and stuff like that. They did make Yoko look strong in ways that Yoko couldn't himself if Yoko was the guy that had to move around. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But um, but yeah, it was, it was for, as tag matches go, it was like under 10 minutes. Um, I'm, I'm glad with the, I was glad at the time with the outcome because I was always a big Owen fan. I was re-watching it back. I was like, yeah, when I went yeah. got the sharpshooter on, it was always a fuck you, Brett. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, fuck Brett up. Uh, we love Owen. We're team Owen. Um, <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I can support that. Always. Especially after the yeah, match but, uh, later. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a decent match. Um, I quite liked the missile dropkick from Owen as Yoko held, held Billy up as well. Yes. But that was like, Owen's always delivered. It's, so, it's like a fucking bullet. It's pinpoint. Beautiful. Oh, but Owen's Owen. What more can you say when you watch an Owen match? You can't watch an Owen match and not be excited and not enjoy what you're watching because it's fucking Owen art. Yeah, he's a he's a diamond in the rough on this show. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But the, the finish comes when uh, Yoko hits the bonsai. Bonsai drop onto Billy. Bart breaks up the pin, but uh, Owen just kind of takes care of Bart. And Yoko literally is too blown up to pin him. So Yoko just tags in Owen Hart. Owen Hart pins Billy after the bonsai drop and new tag team champions, Owen Hart and Yokozuna. What a, uh, we did it. What a team. What a, what a, what a, what a fun, what a sitcom that would have been, huh? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> fuck fuck improvement. If only they were faces. If only they were faces. They should have been. They might as well have been. Uh, Coming to the network, Yoko and Owen. <laughs> oh. God, but... Speaking of hearts, we have Bret Hart, everyone's favorite Bret Hart versus everyone's favorite Bob Backlund in an I Quit With match. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, Roddy Piper. God, I'm this fucking guy. So it's an I Quit match. It might as well have just been a submission match because that's yeah. essentially because they had, I believe it was an I Quit match, right? At uh, Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the whole, it was like a 25 minute match. And that was the whole thing where they brought in Helen to throw in the towel. You know, Bulldog was with Brett. Owen was with B- Bob Backlund. It was that whole thing. And that match was pretty solid. But then they have this match, which I don't, I don't know how long this match was. It couldn't have been longer than 10 minutes. Like it was a very rush. It was nine minutes, nine minutes and 34. There you go. And there you go. this is the, this is the match here. 
I uh, somebody touches somebody, and then Roddy with the mic goes, "Do you quit?" And they they say no, and then the other person touches the other person. Roddy goes in, "Do you quit?" It's that for nine minutes and thirty seconds until and nobody quits. Where, where you where you forget where you forget there is that Roddy Piper didn't have a portable microphone. His microphone was on a wire that was in the corner. <laughs> yeah. So every time, every time somebody had to, some like let's say Backlund put Bret Hart in a submission move, Rod, where Rodney was, he had to go to that corner, pick up the mic, drag it across, and I just say, "Go, do you quit?" <laughs> and they go, "No." And you know, the best thing at the point where he was he like, it was Piper was sick of asking Backlund. I think Brett had him in some form of fucking leg lock, and he was sick. Backlund, do you quit? No. Like the thing is, Rod, he didn't mix up his verbiage. It was always, "Do you quit?" Not, "Do you give up?" Have you had enough? It was always, "Do you quit?" Yeah. Do you quit? Right. And he'd had enough asking Backlund, and he went to Brett. Heart, do you? And he went, no. Like, <laughs> I'm fucking wrestling. Like in Bret Hart's mind, this is real shit, man. He does not quit for nothing. His dad will kick fuck out of him if he quits. <laughs> yeah, there was. This is this is wrestling. It is real shit. I, I think afterwards, I don't know at what point this interview was, but Bret at one point at least considered this his worst worst match of all time. Which, I mean. Because, you know, I can understand the psychology is there for what it is, right? You have Brett working the leg. You have Backlund working the arm because they're you have the sharpshooter versus the, the chicken wing. Like, that's all fine. But it's just silliness with, you know, Roddy Piper in there at, you know, constantly in there with the mic. Um, but then at, it, it, I think the thing the thing is like with the chicken wing. Like they did in fair deals to WWE at the time. Mm-hmm. They did put off like obviously Bob Backlund, like world champion for a gazillion years back in the day. Uh, but they never really... They kind of did. In the, in the match where Backlund turned, it was like on Superstars or Challenge or something like that. It was wrestling Brett, and it was nicey nicey. Backlund shaking his hand. But then Backlund lost, and he snapped. And that's yeah. where he got him in the chicken wing and did him in, leading into, obviously, this, this feud. Um, but coming into it, they didn't really give the fanfare that they would like in modern day if you had a guy that was coming back as a world champion for the length of time that Backlund was. Yeah. So it was never seen like, I always remember Royal Rumble 93. Backlund was like 42 minutes or something like that in the match. Mm-hmm. But they weren't bigging him up as former world champion. It was just, ah, this old guy, Bob Backlund, yeah. making another run for it. But what they did do in fair play to him was they, they put over the chicken wing like the most dominating fucking submission move that you could ever be in. If you were in that move, you were fucked. There were no chance you were ever getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Simple as. Never. So on that, yeah, if you have that element with a guy that actually looks dominant and actually, like, yeah, you do look like Brett could lose here, but no, you've got Bob Backlund, who's a scrawny fucking looking 50-year-old. Yeah, but we are just... And that's the issue you've got. We are just a few months removed from Bob beating Brett for the title at Survivor Series, which yeah, is which, just like a weird... Yeah, because it was simply transition. Because then the day yep. after, after eight seconds, it drops it to... Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, just a weird period for Bob Backlund here. It's... Just like you said, they they built him. They didn't build him up. Really, is the lack of build that kind of contributed to all this. And you have Brett, yeah. you're trying to make your new star, and he's involved in this nonsense. And it's like, but to be fair, he does get the win here, Bret Hart, and he actually wins with his own chicken wing. But is it just me, or did Bob Backlund not say I quit? He just growls into the mic, and then they ring the bell. Yeah, but the, the, okay, you, you you name me, and I quit much throughout the years. Where the actual guys actually said the words, I quit. No, they all do. Randy Orton lost to John Cena. No, C- no, no, no. 
Yeah, they no, do. No, they say yes. They say yes. They don't say... There's very... If you actually go through history, there is not that many that actually say the words, I quit. I beg to differ. I think at least modern I quit matches. I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to get back to you. Okay. You Sorry, dear. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, think of like in your your time period that you're in because you're, you're what? Late 2004? Because they didn't really do I quit match. They did like a Ric Flair triple oh, no, H I quit there's match not, or something. There's not been that many. If you think, if like, if you go back, there's not been that many I quit matches over the history. Mm-hmm. I, I probably, I'd, I'd probably say we're not talking. We're not in the twenties. Hey man. I'd say the matches that they, ha- I'd say the matches that they have. I'd say over sixty percent of people have gone yes, yes. I, 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 you know what? And not actually I quit. But look at the one of the most famous ones. Mankind and Rock. He said I quit. That was a pre-recorded. No, nope, Mankind no, quit. He that said I quit. Pre- that was a pre-recorded. I don't know what you're talking about. From a Sunday night eight interview. This, you're full of shit. You're, you're just throwing out all these move, move conspiracy on, theories. On, I don't think move on, you're. Move on. No, I'm is, it, is it not time for main event? Don't, oh, do you quit? Is that what you're saying? I feel like it's time for main event. I want to talk about Sid. <laughs> Sid, but we got to talk about Diesel first. His ah, Diesel. Oh, he is. Uh, he is not the silver tongue that he would want become in the NWO. No, <laughs> my favorite no. part. I don't even remember really what he said. Is it doesn't really matter. But there's a point because Todd Pettengill is interviewing him. And at some point, Diesel like stutters. He like fumbles over his words, and then he he gets visually pissed, and he starts yelling because he's talking like this. You know, you know. Sean, I'm going to beat you or whatever the fuck. And then he stutters. He's like, I'm going to destroy you. Diesel power. I don't know why it's turned into Hulk Hogan there, but that's basically what what happened. (laughs) uh, The thing is, though, Kevin Kevin Nash, he goes on to obviously show it when he goes into WCW. His promo skills are are fine. There's no problem. I think when he's a cunt, when he's a bad guy, be a knobhead, be cocky, be, be yourself. Be a dickhead because he does come across. With all due respect, Kevin, you're all right, but you do come across a bit of a dickhead. Oh, for sure. Right? Be a be a dickhead. Like face it, good guy, Diesel, loving the kids and Hulk Hogan and all that. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't fit. Yeah, it really doesn't. No, fit. he would agree with I, you. I feel like if they would have gone with the Shawn Michaels gimmick, so like Shawn Michaels Heartbreak Hotel, that that gimmick. If you had that in this era, but Diesel was that guy. Could have been something. I just feel like it. I feel like Diesel. Yeah, I, I feel like Vince wanted a new babyface, and he saw it. He, well, he saw seven foot, and he went, "Wow!" And rest is history. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem like he had a lot of faith in him because for this. Uh, so we're here. We're at the world title match, which, by the way, is not the main event. So that's that's what's one tick for not having faith in him. Oh, apologies. Yes, yes, I said main event. And it ch- I'm so used to the world. Sorry, I'm You'd not think. used to fucking Bam Bam Bigelow and a footballer being at main event. <laughs> you get used to it after a while. Don't worry. But we have uh, <laughs> the WWF title on the line. You have the champion Diesel versus Shawn Michaels. And this is a pretty good match, other than a few hiccups here and there. But so remember, the whole night... Nick Totoro is up back there scrambling, looking for Pamela Anderson. Where's Pam Anderson? Because remember at Royal Rumble 95, Pam Anderson was out there with Shawn Michaels when he won, when he won the Rumble. And they were and like... she uh, wasn't going nowhere near that sweaty fuck. Oh. She, she looked so uninterested, even more than she did tonight. So here I thought, because, you know, spoiler alert, Pamela Anderson comes out with Diesel. So she, she's aligned with Diesel. And we have Jenny McCarthy out there with Shawn Michaels. So I see this and I'm like, okay... So that's why Pam Anderson looked looked disgusted at Royal Rumble. It was all a storyline, right? Because Pam Anderson is an actor, after all. So it's like, okay, I see what they're doing. But then as the match progresses, because Pam Anderson 
and Jenny McCarthy are both sitting ringside. And every time they pan over, Pam Anderson's just like. So bored. I'm so bored. Get me out of this fucking place. Bored, borderline, like angry that she's present here. <laughs> like, God, yeah. even Jenny McCarthy's at least like pretending to be excited. She's kind of, yeah, she's getting into it a little bit. Yeah. But Pam Anderson's like, it's Pam Anderson's going, they really did not pay me a fucking enough money for this. But I know what you're thinking. You're like, that's not enough celebrities. So, but don't worry. No. <laughs> Goddamn Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He's finished his chess match. Out. Now he's not only is he a chess champion, but now he's the guest timekeeper for this match. Yeah. And Nick Tutulo's the guest ring announcer. Ah, uh, let's get him out. Just on, throw them out. all out there. All of the three or four celebrities we got, throw them out there. Uh, the glass breaks. Diesel comes out, which is a badass looking visual. I have to be, you know, to be fair. Ah, definitely. Oh, that's the thing. The theme, the gimmick, everything's great about it. I don't, it just, yeah. It's like, I love Diesel. Mm -hmm. I was a big Diesel mark growing up. But looking back now, it's like, Diesel. Would you say... Tell me just any other name, just Diesel. <laughs> just... Because I, I, I did not, I didn't watch throughout this time period, so I don't know. Would you say he was similar to like what Roman Reigns was when they he, they were trying to shove him down people's throats? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The thing, but the thing is though, like if you if you go back to when Roman, I want to say the Rumble, oh Rumble fifteen, I think it was. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Eliminated like when he was part of the Shield and eliminated like ten guys, and it was that natural. It was it was so natural. It was mm -hmm. it was brilliant to see the fans were getting behind him. Like '94, where Diesel was still supposed to be a bad guy, and he was throwing Quang, O&R, every fucker was going all over, and he had that great like ten minute run. Diesel was getting a big fanfare then. Yeah, and, like, I feel I feel like like, and then you went on to like the Royal um, King of the Ring '94. He had the match with Brett, where it's IC champion versus WWE champion. I feel like then they could have pulled the trigger with Diesel, mm -hmm. and it, I, I feel like it went on for a bit too long, and then when it finally you had the turn at Survivor Series. Again, they could have pulled it there. Yeah. But no, they kind of kept they kept holding on because Brett was still the guy. Yeah. And I think that was the thing. I think that's the only thing that stopped Diesel from being too much blah in your face, Diesel, when it was just a bit, he's there. Mm -hmm. And they kind of humanized yeah, him too Brett, eventually. Brett was always the guy. Because this is the point where he's, oh, yeah, he's, throw, he's throwing out first pitches. He's, you know, go, yo, doing all the media appearances. So it's kind of like, okay, he's kind of lost his appeal. Now he's just an asshole whose name's Diesel. Like, you're not Diesel, yeah. you're Kevin. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's, he's petrol, petrol at best. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, gas. Gas. Big gas. He's, he's mid grade <laughs> gas. <laughs> what a yank he is, huh? Right? Who's with me? That's it. <laughs> That's it. But the match is good. You know, I thought, you know, by far the best match. Maybe, maybe you know, the main event was pretty good too, I guess, for what it was. But uh, there was one point, because, you know, Diesel's dominating in the beginning. You know, Sean's bumping all over the place for him. It, it reminded me of SummerSlam 2005 when he was just doing backflips after every punch and kick. But um, there's a point where Sean gets knocked to the outside. And there's clearly a point in the match where Diesel is going to try to hit Sean, but he's going to accidentally run into the post because it's going to injure his ribs, and then that's going to be a threat throughout the rest of the match. But there's a like a photographer out there who's in the way, and he, Sean gets knocked out to the outside, and you could see him like shove the photographer like really hard, but the photographer's like, no, I'm taking pictures. That's why we're here. We're taking pictures. It's spectacles. WrestleMania. And then, so they do the spot. 
where Diesel runs into the post, but it's like a really awkward looking spot because the photographer is in the way, but he's still selling it like his ribs are broken. Sean even does. I, I don't know if this is like an audible, but Sean does like a splash from the apron to the outside to further kind of so- yeah. solidify that, you know, Diesel's ribs are hurt. And that's kind of the way to neutralize him because he's this big bastard and we got to put him in peril somehow. Um, you know, Sean hits a beautiful uh, elbow like three quarters of the way across the ring. Uh, Diesel fights. Oh, elbow was, was beautiful. Yeah. I, I yeah. thought Diesel was a bit too far away, but Michael. He hit it. Just, it's brilliant. You forget that he's Sean fucking Michaels um, and he can the, do anything. <laughs> the thing is with this match, um, it was, I don't know if it was, was it the heartbreaking triumph? Um, Sean Michaels. Uh, was it an autobiography or DVD or one of them? Uh, well, Michaels has come out and said with this match that he purposely went out of his way to try and blow Diesel up early doors. Really? Because he wanted to show, to, yeah, he wanted to show to Vince McMahon that he was the man. Like if you look at the jackknife, um, when right. Shawn Michaels botched the fuck out of it, he completely sandbagged. He's gone and he's come on record and said he openly went out of his way to make Diesel look shit. And to make Diesel get knackered straight away, so he could make Diesel look crap and say, "Look, look at the state of Diesel." Uh, and on and a, one of the Yushu, I think it was Kevin Nash. A few years later, uh, they questioned Kevin Nash on this, and Kevin Nash said, "Shawn Michaels wanted to be the guy." And looking back, he probably should have been. Yeah, I was because they're buddies, Even right? Kevin they were Nash buddies knew back himself, then. He was shit. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, man. But that's the thing. They were they were buddies back then, but Michaels was that fucking much of a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Michaels still like friend or no friend. I want to be the guy and I'll show you why. And I'll show you why in the horriblest way by making my opponent look crap. Well, hey, you know, within a year or so. The Shawn Michaels way. Yeah, Shawn's champion. Diesel's out of there. So, you know, I guess it worked in a way, in a shitty way. But absolutely. Because there's a um, there's also a spot where the ref, they're like fighting on the outside. The refs hops hops down to the floor and he like sprains his ankle, so he's like dead basically on the floor. <laughs> then Sean in the ring, him and Diesel are in the ring. Sean hits the sweet chin music and covers Diesel for like twenty seconds. So like he would he, he had him beat. Like we all saw it. Like he should be the champion here, but the ref is just a klutz and he just fucking <laughs> cascaded down to the Fucked floor. His ankle upon it. That's like like modern day. Speaking of the refs, by the way, um, were you aware that this was the first WWE pay per view where the refs have gone from the pale blue shirt to the pinstripe referee shirt? I did not notice that. This was the first pay per view. It's a fun fact. It's a, it's a new era. It's there a, it's a new generation after there all. You go. It's, a, it's a new generation. <laughs> but yeah, and Diesel kind of he fights back. Gets a slingshot, a few clotheslines, and then that jackknife they talked about where Sean like pretty much lands on his feet and then falls. Ah, it was terrible. 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 But don't worry, because nobody's going to talk about the jackknife, because we're going to talk about, you know, Diesel wins, yada, 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 but then all the celebrities are in the ring. Yeah, you got got Pam Anderson, (laughs) Jenny McCarthy, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Nick Turo. They're all sitting there bored as Pyro goes off in the background as Diesel holds up. But his why title. doesn't this end the show? Well, you got hold, I don't you understand. Got LT, Dave. Yeah, but LT. You, you, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to do your best to fucking try and win me over with LT because apart from him being a bit of a fucking felon and enjoying partying and drugs and all sorts of shit, right, and wrestling at WrestleMania 11. I heard he was a footballer, but not my football, your football. Handball. Eggball. Um, uh, yes. Ru- rugby with pads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. 
I'm not a LT, and I never have been an LT from an outsider. No one has a fucking clue who LT is. So for me, this with the fanfare and the pyro and the celebs should have been the fu- should have been the main event closing. Vince saying thank you, good night. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently some. I mean, they're like kind of in because he played for the. Uh, I don't even know what team he played for. Honestly, I don't know a lot about LT myself, but I think they're like fucking... close to where he played. I could be totally Green, wrong. Green Bay Rocket Ships or something. Yeah, know. I think the Rocket Ships actually he played a few seasons <laughs> as the as the shortstop. Played with, played with Brock, played with Brock, Ron Simmons, and Rocky Maivia. Yeah. yeah, it was only them. They they somehow won the won, back, won the World four. Series. That were back for yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, <laughs> so we're here. Bam Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor. We got eighty seven people ringside. The corporation versus the football. I'm, I'm gonna run down these names of the corporation people we have because we have we have Erwin yes. R. Scheister, comma, Legend. comma the Legend. supreme fighting machine. That's it. Put some fucking stamp on his name. We have 1995 King Kong Bundy. We have Nikolai mm. Volkov in a shirt. Mm. We have heel Tatanka with no face paint. Legend. And we have Ted DiBiase, who, yeah, we got Ted DiBiase. Legend. At least we got somebody there, right? Still going today. But uh, <laughs> we got Lawrence Taylor. He has, like, all the football players. Mongo's there, among others. It's Mongo and Friends ringside. Mongo and all the others. Yeah, yeah that's it. Um, <laughs> there's, like, football fans listening. Like, God, you, Ken Norton Jr. was out there. How dare you? Like, who cares? But um, the Matt, you know, look, I've... Because when we we saw recently that um that Bad Bunny match at WrestleMania, who, which yes, was a great match, good. and I heard everybody comparing yes. it to this match, and yeah, would you would you say now I'm watching this like you've never watched this before before yeah. uh, doing this for this? Would you say because for me personally, I'd love to hear your opinion. But for me personally, this is the greatest ever celebrity match in the history of wrestling. I I would support that that claim. Lt this, worked this his pisses, ass off. This pisses on Floyd Mayweather. This pisses on Bad Bunny or anybody else that's had a go. Mm. You can even class Ronda Rousey in that celebrity bracket if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and her match with Kurt Angle against uh, Stephanie and Triple H was fantastic. Right. But as a single performance from a celebrity coming in, LT's performance was outstanding. Yeah, I think, you know, if, if nothing else, this is like a one-on-one straight-up wrestling match, whereas, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Big Show, had a lot of shenanigans. He had... You know, Ronda Rousey was in a tag match. Bad Bunny was in a tag match. So if anything else, the, that's extra props for LT to be able to, um, even though Bam Bam's in there, he's a veteran. You can kind of, you know, lack of a better term, carry him. But LT out there, he was working his ass off. He was selling. That's one thing. Like a celebrity can go out there and do some flips. You can do some punches. But when you can like sell. That's it. That's like you're, you. You actually look like it hurts when you're getting hit or taking a, mo- taking right. a punch or taking a move. When it, that was a little fly that was coming across. <laughs> uh, when it looks like, yeah, when it looks like actually hurts, and when the camera zooms in, you look like you're in pain, and not just literally like that. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> it's brilliant. LT is brilliant. Did you notice, by the way, who the referee were for tonight's main event? Oh, Pat Patterson, of course. Pat Patterson. So if you want to talk about a guy that could potentially lead a guy or get in mm. a guy's ear. What finer man to have than little boy fiddling Pat <laughs> Um He's the Intercontinental Champ, first ever Intercontinental Champion. Actually, I think is his moniker, not Boy Fiddler, but uh, you know, to each their own, I guess. <laughs> it was Ring Boy Fiddler Pat Patterson. Oh. That was his wrestling name back in the day. <laughs> I must have missed that era of Pat Patterson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was short. Sure, it's wrestling challenge back in the like eighties. Oh, okay, I'll have to go check that. Is it on the Peacock? 
<laughs> it's on some cock. Pat Patterson, believe it or not, was always on okay, the Okay, there we go. So anyways, speaking of cock, what, what <laughs> irked me about the Peacock version of this show is that there was no salt and pepper. I was, no. I was a little yeah, annoyed. Salt, salt and pepper, what a man, was, uh, was removed. Because obviously Vince ain't paying for that shit. Because <laughs> Bam Bam comes out. Because the, the only way you see salt and pepper on the Peacock version is because Bam Bam comes out and threatens them. You know, because they're on the stage. Bam Bam comes out. Bam! Bam! There's a little theme music. Great, great theme. Great theme music. <laughs> so simple. Does the, but it did its job. When that played, you knew that Bam Bam Bigelow was coming to shit, fuck shit hey. up. You knew he was coming. It made it clear that it was Bam Bam. If nothing else, uh, then they do. You know, we talked about it earlier. This match is here to have a picture in the newspaper tomorrow morning. And you can see all the photographers all ringside. They're doing Bam Bam and LT are in there. They stare each other down for a long time at varying distances. Make sure you get all the angles, all the all the close ups. Um, LT, <laughs> the match starts. LT slaps the shit out of Bam Bam here. Um, it comes out with a lot of fire, look good looking clotheslines. Um, you know, Bam Bam retreats to the outside and LT just like leaps over the top rope, lands on his feet. It's like, damn, man, this guy's a better athlete than anybody we've seen on this show. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. You got some gang warfare outside. You got the corporation facing off against the football players. All that stuff. I just loved it. I loved it. That was the best segment for me where you had the corporation coming out. Brilliant. You got Bam Bam's there with the corporation, LT, and then all of a sudden the football players, they all come scrambling <laughs> off to give it a big one behind LT. They're out there to work. Mongo's giving it a big one. He's like, oh, man. I was expecting Mongo to hit a tombstone oh, pile driver on somebody, but I guess we're a few years away from that. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts on Bam Bam Bigelow's moonsault for a 350-pound guy to live in a moonsault like that? For a 350-pounder, I mean, it's not pretty, but, like, if it lands, that shit's going to hurt. <laughs> like, If you can land it without hurting yourself and hurting your opponent, then... Yeah, and him and LT always. both walked out, so, you know, all, all, all the credit to him. Um, but he hits the moonsault and hurts his knee, you know, kayfabe-wise. He hurts his knee, Bam Bam does. Um, and this allows LT... To hit a jackknife, kind of. Yes, like, I love how Vince calls it a jackknife. It was a better looking jackknife than what Sean took. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> well, yeah. It's probably the best jackknife of the show. That's for sure. <laughs> if I ranked all the jackknives on this show, this would probably be number one. Uh, Absolutely. Elsie hits a few clotheslines and hits like a second rope forearm smash for the win. So Lawrence Taylor... Uh, whatever the 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 third baseman for the Colorado Rocket Ships wins the match, beats Bam Bam Bigelow. Go Rockets! Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, team, it's it's crazy because LT is blown the fuck up after this match. Yeah. This supreme athlete, football player, get put him in a wrestling a wrestling ring. Can't ha- I mean he he handled it. He got through the match, but he was just toast. Well, it, the thing is though, the match it was like twelve minutes at best or something like that. Like this was your main event of Mania. Like the match before went twenty five minutes or so. 
this was your main event and it went 12 minutes and he was fucked. But like you said, it was all about that tomorrow morning mm -hmm. in the newspapers. We're going to have a picture. Like Again, what the network didn't have out is, was this, as this pay-per-view went off the air, you had uh, LT join Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper were singing. <laughs> they were all dancing yeah. and gyrating and having fun. And that was obviously the, the iconic moment. You got Salt and Pepper, LT. He just beat Bam Bam. Bam Bam fucking Bigelow in the main event of WrestleMania. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Salt and Pepper gave a fuck, maybe. Probably not. They probably didn't know where they were. Yeah, but they probably did. They just, it was a gig. It was just, oh, well, yeah, well, we're Hartford tonight. Yeah, yeah, we can be there. No problem. Wrestle what? Yeah, yeah, no. Wrestle. Uh, Pepper. Salt. We're at Wrestle Palooza <laughs> tonight. Half seven. Do you think, <laughs> you think it's how people talk to them? Hey, it's Pepper and Salt. They're, they're here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's in the three of them, so one of them's and. Oh. Imagine if you're the and in salt and pepper. There's a paprika somewhere as the intern. But I thought... Fucking five, spi five spices sat there going, when do I get mad? <laughs> that's, next, that's WrestleMania 12, okay? You gotta wait. I thought the show ended abruptly, though. That makes sense, though, that it ended with that kind of celebration. That would have yeah. made it feel more of like a... The network again. The network just cut you straight off. Because yeah. for me, you know, LT wins. He can't, like... He's, his eyes are closed. Like, he can barely stand up. His team's holding That's him fucked. up. Uh, and then the show just... It's over. So... WrestleMania! <laughs> God damn it. Uh, but th That's the show, man. WrestleMania. <laughs> it was... Like you said, it was, this is the worst WrestleMania of all time. Yeah, it's it's got, it's got to be. It's got to be. There's, there's nothing like I said WrestleMania nine. Yeah, that had its shit, but the, a lot of that's memory remembered more for like Hogan and his shenanigans at the end with Brett and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the camaraderie of of and the shenanigans of just the entire sh entire show. It was just it was bullshit. But this was like supposed to be a legit WrestleMania with it was overrun by just celebrities and Vince's mob more bothered about the involvement of the celebrities mm -hmm. than the actual matches because if you look at some of the wrestlers on the card you've got a decent yeah, it's not the best but what you've got isn't too bad but how it was delivered was fucking diabolical yeah diabolical. It's, yeah 95 is not <laughs> not like, a banner Sean, year Sean going out Sean go out going out for himself you've got Brett in a stupid feud with Backlund that they should have stopped before we got to Wrestlemania yeah. Um, like you could have you could have done a Brett and Owen thing again a year later, even though we had the the SummerSlam match. You could have done something. Do you know what I mean? Like the Rumble. Do you know what I mean? At the Rumble, you you had Brett and Owen still involved together with Backlund and and Diesel and Sean and Jarrett got involved and everybody else. So you could have done something about a lot more, especially with Brett. Uh, something yeah. a lot more with Razor. Uh, I thought the Razor Jarrett stuff was terrible. Um, yeah, the Guns Owen. It was Owen. It's great. It's what good watching Owen. But again, you could have done something. Owen and Razor maybe are gonna. Do yeah. Owen. So many other things you could have done with the talent that you had, and not with the talent that they did. But because it wasn't about them, it was about Jonathan Taylor fucking. <laughs> you know, it's funny they did do Owen and Brett like on the Raw before WrestleMania, so they just kind of threw it out there. It was more just to build Bob and Brett. It's like you could just you could just had Owen and Brett again, or you could have literally you could have taken terrible. the Royal Rumble card. And just made it WrestleMania, like because you had a, a oh, absolutely. Brett and Diesel had absolutely. a great match. You had uh, Razor and Jarrett had a better match at Royal Rumble. Yet even IRS versus Undertaker would have been better than yeah. this. Shit. And you could have had all the finishes, all the yeah. same finishes. You, I know it's a bit skanky having a having a dodgy finish at WrestleMania, but you could have had the finish of the Brett and Diesel where they kept the match going. Someone else coming, they kept the match going, they kept the match going, and then it could have had decisive winner or it could have gone on. But because it was always going to go on, because look at this WrestleMania, every fucking match goes on. Yep. 
Were you? Nothing ended this evening. No, it was DQs. It was shit finishes. It was just, let's get the celebrities out. Let's, we have some, let's, some wrestling bullshit, but let's get Bring to the, the celebrities. celebrities. Where's Pamela Anderson? <laughs> they finally found her. Thank God. Let me ask you, were you, were you watching WCW and ECW at this point as well? ECW, absolutely not. Uh, WCW, a little bit. Yeah. Right. Because I'm because I'm watching all three of those companies like in chronological order, and because WCW is also shit, like in a different way, but it's it's terrible as well. ECW, yeah. it's I mean it is what it is. It's this Philly independent like kind of g- trash wrestling, quote unquote, garbage. Yeah. But it's entertaining. Like the shows I'm watching oh, are yeah, yeah, by yeah. far more oh, yeah. entertaining. Oh, well, than- there's a there's a reason why there's a reason why in like two years time in WWE land. They, they take elements of WCW. Like, yep. WCW invade WB in, like, 18 months' time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, do you know what I mean? Where, where you've got, like, Van Damme. ECW, and yeah, Eliminators yeah. and people like... Uh, uh, ECW, sorry. Uh, they invade uh, WWF in, in, like, 18 months' time. And you can understand why Vince took the idea for, like, the hardcore division and a mm-hmm. bit more gritty and a bit more grimy. Because that's what it, people... Yeah, they wanted their, their sort of... I want to say to an extent that sort of storyline element and the, the showbiz element and the sort of soul popper element of wrestling. Mm-hmm. But they still wanted their wrestling. Where with ECW, you kind of got that, but you also got, <laughs> come here, son, dush yeah. with a fucking <laughs> weapon. Which a lot of people, they, like, I remember I, in England, there was a channel called Bravo, and that first started showing ECW at like 11 o'clock at night, and I stumbled across it, and it was like, I recognise him, I recognise him. Right. Whoa. They've got barbed wire instead of ring ropes. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of... Like, yeah. I can understand how, how ECW kind of got the following that it did. Because when you have EC, or WWF and WCW putting out this bullshit, like... Oh, it's so vanilla. So yeah. vanilla compared to what ECW putting out. Absolutely. And then transitions into the Attitude Era and then NWO. And then we're off to the races at that point. But 95 is a... Uh, yeah. It's a rough ski. It's a rough, it's a rough oh, it's one. Terrible. Oh, it's terrible. When um, uh, Mike that I do the, uh, the Ruthless podcast with... I, uh, I said I was coming on and I was like, oh, what are you going to talk about? He goes, WrestleMania 11. He goes, what the fuck you put yourself through? How <laughs> but yeah, you brought up the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. Where can everybody uh, listen to you guys and follow you guys? Well, that is it. If, if that is what you like and if you quite enjoy these, I, I feel like my voice is, uh, is dropping out in a minute. <laughs> she was a bit fresher than this. It's a bit late over in the UK and it's been a oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we, myself and Mike, we cover all things good, bad, and the Katie Vic when it comes to the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, we are just coming up to Armageddon 2004, which is that horrible time in WWE where we have that many B-shows and we don't really know what to do out to fill them. Mm-hmm. It's fucking At least diabolical. Maven's in the main event, though. It's got to be... Th- well, Maven was. It's gone now. Oh. There was that one episode of Raw. It's gone now. Oh, yeah. he's done? Okay. Well, he, bu- he, booked, he, he, yeah, he did a Jarrett. He did a Vince Russell. He booked himself in the main event. Mm. He didn't win. The week after, he got jobbed out by Snitsky. He's now feuding with Eugene. Oh, so much for that. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. But yeah, if you if you like a bit of ruthless aggression from a couple of Yorkshire fellas over in the UK, you can find us on all your po- podcast platforms. Just search for RA Era Podcast. That's Ruthless Aggression Era Podcast. Absolutely. One of my go-to podcasts for sure. It's just a, such a fun era oh, to talk about. Still, yeah, it, yeah, it's just your pretty yeah, face, yeah. really, that keeps me coming back, if <laughs> I gotta be know. honest. <laughs> but yeah, man, once always a pleasure, man. Uh yeah, check out Ruthless Aggression always. Era podcast. And yeah, man, thanks again for coming on, dude. Always, anytime. Once again, thank you to Dave from the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. Check out his podcast wherever you listen 
to podcast. Also check them out on YouTube. Check them out on YouTube specifically. Does a really great job at editing in uh, clips from the shows that he covers. Uh, awesome podcast. Go check it out. Um, but I think, man, are you spent from WrestleMania 11? I know I am. What a goddamn abortion this show was. But if you uh, enjoy <laughs> these type of reviews, if you enjoy listening about the nonsense of 1995 wrestling, go to apronbump.com. You'll find all my episodes. And if you specifically want to listen to this timeline, go to the episodes tab of apronbump.com. Select Wrestling Wars of the 90s, and it'll bring you right to all of my WWF, ECW, and WCW episodes that I've covered thus far in chronological order. You can also filter to WWF. You can filter to New Generation Era. I've made it as easy as possible to tailor, for you to tailor whatever nonsense you like to listen to me spew. So check that out. Follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, I'm going to make like Pam Anderson and get lost. (laughs) I'm hard.